0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Change Creator Podcast. This is your host, Adam Force. Um, So we have a really great conversation today. um, And, you know, we usually don't talk about this topic much. So I'm excited to bring on Mickey Kennedy. He's been doing, uh, you know, stuff in the space of public relations. So press releases and things like that for over 20 years. Um, he founded e-releases, um, 22 years ago after realizing that a lot of the small businesses who need more visibility, um, you know, they couldn't afford it. So he has a service that's more affordable and we're going to talk about how it works and why it works and when's the right time to lean into something like this. Cause remember timing is important. We don't just do things randomly. Um, Thank you. So um, this is gonna be a really great conversation and there could be good opportunity here depending on where you are in your business uh, for press release work, uh, for visibility. So we'll talk about the ins and outs, the ups and downs and all that good stuff uh, with Mickey. <clears throat> if you missed the last uh, interview, it was with Rita Sever. I think I'm pronouncing that, that last name right. Um, you know, She is in the HR and culture development uh, space and we really dug into a conversation around culture. And the interesting thing is that one, like Peter Drucker said, culture eats strategy for breakfast. It's so important to the business. And it's a big part of the branding process that we go through with our clients when we work with people. Um, to really start identifying key aspects of what that culture looks like. So, you know, typically, it, it, traditionally, it was in the office. What's the culture? How do we how do we operate as a team and all that kind of stuff? But now more entrepreneurs are virtual. They're working with virtual assistants and, and not hiring people like full time and stuff like that. So how does culture play a role behind your brand in that new dynamic? And then we get into that conversation there as well. So if you missed it, definitely a very important and worthy conversation conversation to go back and check out when you get a chance. <clears throat> um, so we actually just had some really exciting news. Um, we're doing work with when Ashoka fellow, she's an award-winning Ashoka fellow. I'm excited about her project called mini chess. It's, it's this new innovative, uh, um, like, uh, educational services that they provide. And this has been really doing a lot of great work in South Africa, uh, supporting uh, children with life skills they need beyond school. And we're gonna be helping her break into the US market. So uh, just a really cool project I'm excited about. Um, and we have one spot left. We just brought on two other people and we only work with three and four people max per month just because of bandwidth and things like that. And it's a very specialized and and you know uh, personal, personalized service, right? you know, so when we work with you on your branding and developing, you know, what I call website, web real estate, (laughs) these are pages. Um, I hate the idea of traditional websites because there's kind of this stigma. Um, I don't care if you're on quick funnels, that's rented property versus if you're on your own website, which is property that you own. It's all very valuable real estate and creates visibility in the marketplace for you. So it's up to you to use it wisely to get sales, conversions, build trust, relationships, all those things. And that's what we do. And we have one spot left in the brand studio, okay? So we have one spot left. We just brought on another life coach and... Actually, another e-commerce shop which I'm excited about because it's out in India, and we're going to be doing some really cool stuff there as well. So, if you're interested and you feel the timing is right, if you're not sure if the timing's right, I have some articles I wrote on ChangeCreator.com. You could check out about when's the right time to invest in these types of things. Um, You know, I turn down people all the time because if the timing's not right or they're not a good fit, I'm going to let you know, (laughs) right? Because this is not—I'm not into just doing it for the sake of doing it. We want to get results, and I'm. I'm going to be straightforward about is this the right time for you to even be taking these steps so if you are interested just go to changecreator.com you'll find our services and you can just book a strategy call you will talk directly with me and we will diagnose your business situation and see if it makes sense right to work together alright alright guys um, I think that's it for now um, we had a lot of a lot of good stuff going out we did the rebrand on Change Creator so if you haven't just for fun you go check it out see what the latest stuff is um, we also have our our story mastery workshop where i did uh three 30 minute videos and there's tons of cool bonuses in there that will help you like our 10 commandments of storytelling um really good stuff to help you on your journey all right let's dive into this conversation with mickey and see what he has to say okay show me the heat
1: i know you're gonna dig this
0: on hey mickey welcome to the change creator podcast show how are you doing today buddy i'm doing great how are you I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm excited to talk about this aspect of business that you specialize in. So, how did you get involved in in this type of work?
1: Um, around 20 some years ago, I was working for a telecom startup, and we were doing uh, press releases via fax, and we started to get a lot of journalists. Uh, calling us and saying, could we just email the release over? Because we worked with a lot of traffic numbers and statistics and things like that. So um, that's when the light bulb went off and just said, you know, emailing press releases is a very, you know, much more effective way than faxing. And so uh, I mentioned it to my boss and he said, that's a great business idea. You should uh, work on it. So I spent about a year uh, reaching out to journalists before I launched. And uh, when I did launch, I had about 10,000 journalists who were receiving uh, press releases from us via email.
0: That's pretty sweet. Nice. Nice. Um, and and I'm curious. So when you started your business, um, I just, how how did, did you, it sounds like you already had a roster of, of people to reach out to and how did you start getting clients?
1: Um, Uh, I just started with, uh, reaching out to journalists, uh, just doing research on the, uh, internet, which was very new and all the information was there. And so I just networked that way when it came to getting clients, that was the hard part. Uh, there wasn't, (laughs) there wasn't advertising at the point, uh, you know, not traditional, you know, pay-per-click advertising or search engine, uh, advertising or anything like that. And so I just was on forums and, uh, participating and people got to know me that way, but it wasn't a lot of clients. And then at one point, uh, Overture or go to.com yep. launched with the pay-per-click model. And uh, that was really a game changer because I could actually direct people who were in the buying mode directly to my website and, uh, um, you know, the rest yeah. is history.
0: Yeah. I mean, those initial days of figuring out like, uh, how to get consistent clients is, it's never easy for anybody. I think that's a growth pain that everybody kind of goes through and it's, and you use what you have right back then. Um, when you started, it's, it's, forums or where, where are people hanging out? Where do we go? Um, today it could be Facebook groups or LinkedIn and all that different stuff. Um, but I'm curious cause did it help you, um, as you were learning, like, okay, I'm getting some clients, maybe it took some time. You said people had to get to know you a little bit and stuff like that. Um, were you able to build the business up, uh, to an extent with those types of organic efforts and then, you know, get into more paid marketing?
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I definitely was able to, you know, make a living off of organic uh, and, you know, what I fostered through forums and things like that, which were really popular at the time. Uh, but, I, you know, the, pay, the paid traffic definitely was a game changer because it was sort of like just opening up the, the, the fire hydrant yeah, and, yeah. And, and being able to really, you know, direct customers.
0: I'm curious though, because I'm always, you know, thinking, kind of picking people's brains who just run businesses in general um, on their strategies, because, I, you know, we coach entrepreneurs, and I, I see a lot of uh, similarities and in, in what's going on in their worlds. And I'm curious though, the organic efforts, meaning you had to say certain things to get people on board. You had to let them know about what you do and how it works and all these things. Like, so these are your messages and like what your, your marketing messages in a sense, do you think that getting good at that and getting the organic clientele in the beginning to kind of prove out what you're doing, make a living that it helped the success of your paid marketing?
1: I think it did. I think it sort of got into the minds of customers so that you could better speak to them on your landing pages, on your website. Um, That was important. And you really wouldn't know what's important to someone until you had conversations with several and figure out (laughs) where they are in the buying process and how to speak to them at those different levels.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that makes sense. I always tell people, Mike, you want to make at least like five, I like to say 10 grand a month organically if you can, and then get into the paid ad. I see what I've seen a lot of times is people jump into paid ads like, oh, that's my fast track. But then they're trying to figure out the messaging and marketing and they're paying for it. And if they don't do it and they don't have a big budget, they just burn their cash. Right.
1: Right. I mean, you have to look at your funnel and your conversion rates and can you tweak it for organic traffic? And then we have it in a sweet spot. It's so much easier to, to do the pay per click.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Cool. Cool. Um, Now tell me what kind of clients are you working
1: with these days? um we work with a lot of uh, startups and small businesses um a lot of the people that appear on shark tank use us um <laughs> the the producers recommend us the to do issue oh, cool, 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 cool. for their segment airs uh and we also work with authors and uh you know larger companies but most of them are small businesses uh, mom and pop solopreneurs um you know it, it sort of runs the gamut i like startups because they seem to have a really strong expectation of uh you know, what PR can do and that, you know, it generally may not happen with one press release, but you're going to do a PR campaign of four to six releases and get a feel for what works and what doesn't work. Uh, So, you know, they're they're more grounded about that. Um, And also, I I like startups because many of them, because they're a startup, have really addressed what what they're doing that's unique. And, uh, you know, that translates to a higher caliber of newsworthiness when you're issuing a press release.
0: Well, the keyword newsworthiness. <laughs> um, let's, let's level set for people's mindsets right now. What, what is the right time? Cause you say you're working with startups. So I'm a startup. I have a new product. Maybe I, I got proof of concept. I'm helping people out. I've been in business while wow, making money. Um, When's the right time to do a press release uh, and, and what makes it newsworthy? It's not just, hey, we have this new product. Like, how do we wrap up the idea to make it newsworthy? my little buddy you can join
1: right so I would say the the right time is when you have something newsworthy to share um, it could be the launch of your company it could be a okay. new product um, you know it, it it rarely is a new hire it rarely is a, a, a tweak to your product offering uh, like version yeah. 2.7 yeah. or things like that um, but you know there's also other opportunities to be a little more strategic um, we work with clients who aren't doing anything newsworthy. And they're in a business that really, you know, nothing much is happening. Uh, uh, We got a local auto repair shop in Pennsylvania that was looking to get um, auto trade publications to link to its new website. And we did a survey um, of of other auto repair shops uh, we had them reach out to an independent uh, association of auto repair centers to send the, the survey to their members and got the co-brand that in the press release with that organization. And, uh, you know, the real magic of it was they asked the right questions. They asked a couple of oddball questions, which I always recommend. And in their case, it was uh, what's the strangest thing a customers left in their car for repair. And it was just an open field. And we, they just you know listed the strangest things that people have left in a car. And it went viral, Uh, like 10 auto trade publications picked it up, several newspapers picked it up, including their local newspaper, and it did very well. And, you know, that's uh, someone who... I think the newsworthiness of them as an auto repair shop is low, but by manufacturing content and you know authoring a survey or study, were was able to get them to be newsworthy. And those are the types of, types of strategic things that I, I recommend people look at. And you know, what is it that you could be doing that would be newsworthy and, and worth sharing?
0: Okay, and and, and I like that. It sounds like you coach people a little bit on the process to get the most out of like their efforts, right?
1: We do. Um, and I like uh,
0: the oddball question. What's that?
1: Uh, we do. I mean, uh, I, I love working with businesses and trying to figure out what will work and what won't work. Um, you know, we had a, a carpet company in New Jersey that wanted to do PR and I try to talk them out of it saying, I don't think, a, really? a, a, <laughs> I don't think a carpet company you know just a local carpet company is going to get any pr you don't manufacture anything you don't do anything unique and they said well we have a pr budget this year we'd love to spend it with you yeah (laughs) i took their money and five months in we had another uh, uh call where we were trying to figure out what we could talk about because what we were doing wasn't working and uh what I asked them was, you know, what's their biggest hang up? Well, who's their biggest enemy? And they immediately said the big box home improvement stores. And they just went down a litany of why they're so bad for the carpet industry and how local <laughs> carpet companies have to market against them. And so I said, that's the press release. So we did a press release, we sent it out. Um, it talked about their marketing. Uh, problems and how they have to market against the Home Depot and Lowe's of the world. And it got picked up in almost every floor trade publication. There were more than I realized that were even out there. And uh, they loved it because nobody was talking about marketing and it was a huge blind spot. But when the trade publications saw it, they immediately said, this is something our audience would be receptive to when they were right. Uh, We continued to do marketing press releases after that, and we didn't get as much as that first one. But, you know, altogether, I think we ended up getting like over 20 to 30 clips uh, from these trade publications. And what that company did that was very smart is they put them in a big binder, a book, they called it the brag book. And whenever they went to a person's house to give them a quote, they would go through it with them. And they started converting 20% more of those uh, calls. They said that, you know, you're going to get quotes from other people, but you know, I'm just letting you know that we give a superior pad. Our laborers are salaried. Uh, They've worked with us. They know how to install a carpet. So you're not going to have to come back in six months to restretch it or things like that, that you would often, encounter with some of the cheaper services and uh you know they they said they'd always said that but when they said that following showing them you know dozens of clips that there was a credibility thing that and some implied endorsement that happened that people believed them more and they just converted more sales
0: I love that. Yeah. I mean, it kind of warms them up, gets them um, feeling a little more confident in the company. So there's definitely looks like you had a payoff at in the end for the efforts that went out there. And I I do, I can see that now too, saying making an argument, how the big stores are kind of, um, you know, putting the little guys in the, in the shadows a bit, I could see why that would get picked up as a, like a conversational piece. right? Right. So do you feel like you have a pretty good sense like when you're working with somebody like Oh, that, that's going to be something that that's going to be interesting or not. it sounds like you're a straight shooter. Like you're going to tell someone like, we don't, this isn't going to be good.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. I, you know, we don't have any salespeople. We have no commissions. If we feel we're a good fit. Uh, we love to work with people, but sometimes, you know, you, you know, right off the bat that it, it's not a, a good press release or it's not right. going to work very well. But that being said, we still continue to get a lot of what I call, you know, mediocre or mid tier type press releases that aren't like being. Just shout outs right yeah they're not being very strategic um i put together a course last year for my customers to try and teach them how to be more strategic and uh out of like 2500 customers and numerous emails i've gotten only gotten like 400 of them to watch this one hour video training uh that's completely free but i know it'd be a game changer for them and it's just one of those things that it's going to be uh my achilles heel to get my customers to actually watch that and learn from it and and start doing more strategic press releases
0: long have you had that course now?
1: Um, I launched it uh, in January of this year.
0: Oh, so it's, I mean, so that's, that's not so bad. I mean, it sounds like you got 400 people through it. Right. And it's only been since January. Sorry. This is what happens with guys, when you work at, out of the house and you got a sick kid. <laughs> <It's all right. laughs> um, so, cause you know, we've run courses and, 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 and it sounds like yours is free, which makes it a little easier, but still getting people through, it gives you a lot of data, um, which is pretty valuable. And so right now you have, so for people listening, you have a course and it's free for them to go through and get acclimated with your process basically.
1: Right. Yeah. It's at, uh, e-releases.com forward slash plan P L A N. And it's a free video training. It's less than an hour. And I think anybody who watches that will get lots of strategic ideas that anybody can implement, whether you're a, a solo company or, uh, an author or a startup, it, it's, it's really stuff that's very elemental, uh, like, uh, you you know, doing a survey or study. Um, but it's something that, you know, anybody with a little bit of forethought and creativity can put together for uh, for themselves and, and get out there and do more strategic press releases.
0: Yeah, I mean, and and I mean, if you're working with startups and things like that, it sounds like you must be accessible price-wise for people, um, you know, because I know like we've done press releases before when we had like famous people on our magazine and we wanted to make a big deal like Tony Robbins and stuff like that. And it gets expensive, right? Yeah. You know, new- thousands. It costs, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh, several years ago, PR news, where I reached out to me and said, Hey, you should also send your press releases through us for your customers. <laughs> and I was like, well, we charge two to $400. And I know that a national release through you is a thousand dollars.
0: Yeah. And yeah. At so, least,
1: uh, we, we went back and forth and uh, one of the things that uh, I discovered is um, they have an editorial team that works overnight, but they're not very busy. They're, they have to be there because there might be breaking news or oh. they wanna reach Asia, uh, you know, global markets and stuff like that. And so uh, what we ended up doing was taking our releases and start by default scheduling them for next business day so that they can work on them overnight and it doesn't cost them right. any additional labor. Right. So we were able to work it out with them, so that all of our releases do go out nationally over PR Newswire, and you're not paying thousand dollars for a release; it's closer to the two to four wow. level.
0: that's pretty sweet. I mean that's a pretty big deal. I feel like it's a good
1: value. And if if you have a, a newsworthy or strategic press release, being on the wire can really open things up. We had a company, uh, an organization last year that uh, was helping to address restaurants that were closed during the pandemic and helped to provide aid to them by selling gift certificates online, Dining Bond Initiative. Yeah. And And uh, you know there was a lot of negative news out there, so here was something positive. It did phenomenally well. Uh, over a 150 uh, publications picked it up the wall street journal washington post wow. new york times uh, you know uh, all your food trade publications picked it up and linked to it and and you know just one press release generated millions of dollars sure. in revenue for for restaurants and that's what leverage of pr can potentially do that might be an extreme example but right. if- I I always challenge someone to say, hey, create a really great uh, Google ads campaign that will turn $400 into several million dollars. You can't do it. Yeah, Uh, right. But uh, you can with PR. Yeah. Let's pause for a minute here. Sorry, Mickey. That's right, buddy.
0: I'm on a show. I can't do this now. We're almost there. We're almost there. That's all
1: right. I mean, when I first started my business, I had two kids and Uh, uh, two young toddlers at the time. And it was just part of, you know, the entrepreneur experience. And uh, (laughs) I made myself so accessible to customers. I would answer the phone in the middle of the night and it would be somebody in the UK. And uh, I just... Every dollar mattered so much to the business. And it was just the nature of of being an entrepreneur that you have to roll with it. And your customers are either going to roll with it or they're not the right fit for you.
0: That's uh, pretty much what I'm learning because, you know, he's only 14 months and I've we bought a new house. We had him and i'm running a business and i'm just like oh my god it's like changed my whole world like how i have to function the hours i can work like when i can work like it's just been a little bit wild and then when he gets sick it's you know i'm i'm the guy that's home now so it's like oh the whole day i I gotta get babysitters that i can call (laughs) because it makes it really hard but all right, he's calmed down, so we can continue to talk. Uh, but I I feel like, you know, cause I've, I've done press releases in the past and I love hearing the success stories. And my, I always got so sensitive about like, is this gonna get picked up? Is this like strategic enough? Is it newsworthy enough? And what I think about now, just as an, let's use, we'll, I'll use something recent that we're doing. So I've kind of started doing a rebrand for us. And um, as we do that, we have a lot that's been going on and some of the things that we're changing. I mean, so when you work with a startup and they're doing something interesting, I mean, how do you define newsworthy? Like, how do you, like, what are the things you look for to make a newsworthy? Because to me, hey, we got a rebrand. We got these really cool services. Okay, no one cares. Um, You know, like, or if you're partnering, maybe there's a big acquisition or partnership. Okay, that gets more interesting. I could see why big box store kind of, oh, going after the little guy, like that's a story. So I kind of want to get a feel for that. And then my second part to that thought is if, if I was doing something i would want to coordinate it so when i'm running a facebook campaign i also have the press release going out so if people see that then they're on facebook and it starts giving this omnipresence if you will
1: sure yeah so i always say the the biggest game changer is to not think of what you want to uh you market or announce, but sort of think about the reader and uh, the journalist who gets your press release is acting as a gatekeeper, and he's deciding what his readers wants to hear about and what they will find fascinating. So if you design your announcement in a way that would be interesting and fascinating for readers, you're chance of getting media pickup is is much more successful. Uh, So many people approach it in what's in it for me. And, you know, we want to (laughs) announce this and get it out there, but they don't think about what's in it for the reader and why this would be better suited as content, as opposed to just being advertising.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. So if I was the journalist who like, I like the word gatekeeper because they definitely are. Um, they're like, well, I'm going to put this out to all these people. My job is to create engaging content for this publication. Um, so do people ever do something where it's almost like if you had a holiday sale or, hey, where you have this new service and the first hundred people, 50 percent off, like do those types of things work?
1: They don't. Um, those no, are that's good to know. So this is they, they good almost our, appear our like listeners. an advertisement when you were talking about them. And so the things think, that yeah. are more transparently advertising generally don't do very well. Um okay. what does well is um like uh you have the Kickstarters, the Indiegogo's, uh those type of things okay. do really well. Um, because often the journalists by exposing it, seems like they're curating. Here's a discovery that I found. Uh, journalists love small businesses, micro businesses. They love uh, little promotions. Um, you know, the, the the type of things that are that are that are just, you know little things that could be curated because it gives this, the readers a sense of oh, this is something that not a lot of people know about, and now I'm being exposed to it, and it seems really cool.
0: Oh, I like that. So they like the feeling of being like, Hey, I found this little diamond in the rough cause they're not blowing up yet, but they do some really great stuff and you should check it out or, yeah, that's an interesting angle. Uh, that's interesting. So, you know, I'm thinking of all the clients that we've had and the things that they're doing and, you know, cause I'm always, my, my hesitation is always, well, when is the right time? What makes it newsworthy? It's, it's those two things and I'm a big believer in timing. Um, I think all throughout, you know, just the history, just in nature, there's things happen based on the right time. Right. Right. And so it's really no different in our business. And like, before we started this, I said, you can do the right things at the wrong time, which I've done plenty of that. <laughs> um, so finding out, well, what is the right time? And it sounds like if they reach out one, you have the course they could check out, um, which will get them acclimated to some of these concepts. But two, if they decide to move forward, um, you will kind of provide some guidance and and strategic input to get the most because obviously you want happy customers.
1: Right. Yeah. All my staff are editors. And if whether you call in or chat online, you're just speaking to uh, an editor who can walk you through the process, explain things to you. They're willing to review your press release. I I do say allow us a full business day to get back to you with comments and things like that. But uh, we're a resource. We want small businesses to succeed and take advantage of the fact that, you know, You get a lot of uh, potential by going through a service like ours because you get both the email distribution and the PR Newswire distribution, which is phenomenal. But we don't want you to squander that opportunity with something that's probably not just, going to get picked up.
0: <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. That's the key. That's the key. I love it. So, and um, I, I guess, how, do people usually do one-offs or is it better to do like a strategic series of press releases?
1: Right. So it's just like advertising. You would never tell anybody to, you know, cut an ad on and get one click and then base the outcome of the, that uh, <laughs> campaign on, based on one yeah. click. But a lot of people will do one press release and assume that press releases just won't work for them or e-releases didn't work for them or something like that. And that's frustrating because, you know, as a, a PR person, I know that uh, y- you really have to do a PR campaign of four to six releases to see if PR okay. really will work for you. And uh, so many people approach it with the lottery ticket approach of just one press release. And, done. Right. And, Often those are the types of releases that aren't very strategic to begin with. So the likelihood of, of that happening is, is, is poor. Uh, but you know, the people that remain committed to it, who do a series of releases, learn from each experience, what worked, what didn't work. Uh, sometimes when stuff works, you can replicate it, like we did with this carpet company. We just continue to do marketing related press releases and talking about marketing as a local carpet company. That worked very well on an ongoing basis. Sometimes we'll do a press release that works and then we try to recapture the lightning in a bottle and we just can't but it's always great when you can and i think that you know in the case of detecting an industry blind spot and seizing it you can you can get some more mileage out of that because it's still a topic that is being ignored or has traditionally been ignored and now you're able to get it out there
0: but i guess so that my question is if you're doing a series and let's say you're testing four or five releases. Is it the same message are you trying different? Oh, trying never, diff- okay, yeah, never use message, the different. same message.
1: In the case of my course, I go through like eight strategies. I would always advise someone to do a different strategy for each press release and get a fill for did you get responses from some. Sometimes you'll get responses from journalists who ask questions, but they never write the article. But that, that is uh, intelligence you can use that there was something about this message that did resonate with a few journalists. I, it didn't push them over the fence, but it, you know, it got them intrigued. And maybe we could, you know, do a related release that yeah. would be a little bit more strategic or a little more interesting. And, uh, you know, take what you can learn through the process and just uh, continue to work it. And what I find is that most people who are open to trying strategic press releases do have success. And by success, we're talking about original articles that were written about them, uh, whether it's in newspapers, trade publications, magazines, um, you know, blogs, you know, lots of different ways to get media attention out there. Uh, We have success with uh, fashion uh, press releases where people get tagged in instagram and to me i'm like i don't see the value in that for the clients they're (laughs) like oh my god this 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 influencer you know tweeted it after the announcement and we got like so much interest on this product and service so you know the the you know, what a media outlet is, is evolving and changing. I saw it years ago with blogs. I'm seeing it now with social media. And, uh, the you know, the newswires are very receptive to including these new uh, spokes of influence out there and making sure that releases get to a, a really wide audience. And so, you know, the nature of uh, how people consume content is changing and, and PR and press releases are going right along with that.
0: Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it seems like a really great addition to a, a visibility and marketing strategy, but I'm curious, um, you know, there's a lot of different businesses today. It's not just the traditional brick and mortars. It's not, you know, just companies and things like like that. Um, it is course creators coaches you know different brands of that kind today and is there relevancy for them in this space and and maybe the work that they're doing like i'm trying to get a sense of what that might look like for them i could see for e-commerce like different things that could be powerful for press release but when i'm seeing more and more people who are creating courses with their intellectual property and being coaches um have you seen those types of uh, businesses do this stuff
1: I have. And I've seen courses work really well where someone sort of um, discusses the industry or the you know what what their course solves and pointing out numbers and statistics. Journalists love numbers, so you don't have to do a survey in this case, but you can take publicly available numbers and compile it and put it together and talk about how, uh, for example, you know, there's uh, you know, thousands of software engineer jobs that are just going unfilled in the U.S. Uh, I, I'd seen that statistic recently and it said, and yet there's so many ways where you can get software education that it's free or even at no cost. There's, you know, and yet people are spending 30,000 a year to go to college and- Uh, there are employers who don't care if you have a degree, if you can code and you can show that you can code and you can perform. And so if you were to develop a course or something for software engineers, and you mentioned some of those numbers and statistics, you know, behind it and pointing it out. I think that a journalist would say, Hey, there's a story here. And, uh, you would, you know, also would be plugging that, that available course for people as one of the many solutions that are out there.
0: Yeah, I mean, it gives it a little wow factor, like, look at all these people find these jobs, but they're paying for this education, yet you have this accessible resources that are free or little cost. um, And you're kind of pointing out this like, discovery almost, which makes it like, I guess, powerful for a press release it's like whoa that's an interesting you're really connecting the dots for somebody so then they can be the journalist that's like uncovering it right
1: right absolutely yeah your your job is to make journalists look like they're really smart and great (laughs) at identifying little hidden gems in the world
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, you're, you're really kind of leaning into what you should have, which is like a marketing narrative. That is the reason for what you're doing anyway. Right. So if that's powerful enough, then it's, it's, it's worth talking about. So it's, it's basically kind of identifying the problem you're solving and supporting it with statistics. Right. Mm, interesting, awesome. Well, Mickey, I want to be respectful of your time and stuff like that. So um, this is great. Like, I I love this conversation. It's it, I think it's a part of the marketing strategy that is commonly overlooked. So I'm excited to talk about it. And like I said, we've run some press releases and stuff like that with our magazine and things like, and I, you know, I forget which one we went to. I think it was Market Wire or something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that was like a few thousand dollars to yeah, do that. They're, they're
1: now part of Globe Newswire. There's been a big consolidation in the industry over the past, I would say seven years or so. So there's a lot fewer providers out there. It's basically Pierre Newswire, the oldest and largest Newswire, uh, Business Wire, and then uh, Globe Newswire and they absorb market wire.
0: Interesting. Okay. And let's give people the, uh, where they can find you and take your course again. And, and just like that, that information, if you can share that. Be
1: okay. So my website is ereleases.com. All my social media is there. Um, and like I said, feel free to uh, call or chat and speak to one of the editors there. Um, the course that I have, uh, it's at ereleases.com forward slash plan P L A N. And, uh, for now it's completely free. I'm trying to get my customers through it. Uh, feel free to walk through it. It's less than an hour. And I swear you will have more strategic thoughts about PR and be able to come up with stuff that would run circles around many PR firms, because many of the releases that we get that are so mediocre and not deep thought and creative and strategic come from PR firms. It's unsettling how many of these safe releases come out of people who should know better.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, and one last thing I kept forgetting to ask you is, does your team, let's say I, here I am, hey, Mickey, uh, listen, I want to do this press release. you going to help me come up with a great idea. Do you have people that will also write it?
1: We do. We do have uh, freelance writers that we put together, depending on your industry and what segment you're in, okay. uh, who can help craft a, a, a message that would hopefully resonate with the media.
0: Yeah, because I think you'd give a lot of people a lot of comfort. One, they don't have to go find their own writer who has to be press release knowledgeable. Right. And if that's your thing and you're saying this writer knows how to do it according to what you, your standards, that would make me feel more confident too. Sure. Like, oh, good. I can get them to do that. Obviously, there would be a cost there and stuff. But in the end, keeping it all together would be nice. Right. Awesome. Mickey, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it and I appreciate the work you're doing.
1: Thank you. It's great to be here.
0: Thanks for tuning into the Change Creator Podcast. Visit us at changecreator.com forward slash go big to get access to free downloads and other great resources that will drive your business forward.